Blessings to you, our friends. We are the Ancestral Medicine Women, healing from the past, for the present and the future. So, we are back. We are back in this land of, uh, what do they say, land of the living. But, uh, perhaps you experienced where you were a different kind of land of the living. We are not really going to say a story today, but it is going to be perhaps incorporated. We are going to give you some uh, inside information. The place that uh, was introduced to you in the um, in the, the guided journey meditation was a place that we uh, know as Ventura, Ventura. And uh, this is an interesting word because if you have listened to the names that we have given you, Lapal, Morpo, Cyril, Igrin, uh, and then uh, and when I am singing or chanting in the meditations, there is uh, the language, if you like, that is being used is not the same. As this word Ventura, Ventura, it is a word that, if you can hear the the, the, the difference, is not part of the vocabula- vocabulary that was from that I am a part of that I am uh, used to. So this tells us something about this uh, word, and also about the place Ventura. It says that it was not part of our um, legend, mythology, understanding of of, of the, the space that we were in. It says that it was brought to us, given to us. It was something that was uh, not of this world. This is how we understood it. Not of this world. It was an off-world place. And this place, Ventura, if you were able to experience it, is a place, as as I said when we were doing the meditation, where a spirit can be itself. It can it has no bounds of the boundary of the body or the mind of the in, of the of the person that it is inhabiting or even a tree the spirit of a tree it is still bound by the physicality of the tree if you like and by the energy that's placed into it but in this place Ventura, a spirit can be what it is. It can be itself. Not everybody was introduced to Ventura. Not everybody was given the opportunity to to visit, if you like, Ventura. The fact that the the people that are here now, that uh, you were introduced to this place. Interesting in itself. 
because it's not widely known. In fact, we would say now that practically nobody knows of this place, Ventura. Perhaps they go there, but they use a different name. Ventura is the name that we understand it. And this place, Ventura, was, as we said, somewhere where the spirit can go to be itself. To, to be its own energy, without having that bound of the human, if you like, making it do its, the human will. Because the human is not just bound by their physicality, they are bound by society. They are bound by their environment. They are bound by their family, by their community, by their nation, by their culture. They are bound by all of these things. And the spirit, the job of a spirit is to enliven a human. That's the job of the spirit, is to enliven the human. If you can imagine right now that your spirit leaves you. What are you? What are you? The human has such a connection with this idea of spirit. This idea that it is the thing that enlivens you. It is the thing that, that makes you keep going. It is the thing that in fact defines you. That if they didn't have it, what would you be? Would you, in fact, still be alive? Would you go about your life as a robot? What would you be without the spirit? So, the spirit is there, if you like, to enliven the human. But the human, as we said, is bound by all of these things. So, it's very difficult for the spirit to be itself. Because... It is bound by this um, contract, if you like, this arrangement that it is going to enliven this particular individual. But that individual has to follow, has to conform, has to be a part of. Because if they separate themselves too much, then very often they uh, cannot... Um, the society will, what is that, ostracize them and perhaps even uh, hunt them down. This is not an unusual thing, right? Because humans need to have the group. They need to have conformity. They need to have everybody as much the same as possible. Otherwise, that there is a threat to that. That's what society is. So Ventura is a place, an off-world place, where the spirit can be itself. What is the benefit of that? If the spirit can be itself, and then it can come back to you, just for a moment, the spirit will hold on to itself before it comes and relinquishes itself into the human being. So there is this moment of, for the human, of completeness, of complete expansion, of, of all possibilities. And then it, you will go back into this, this bounded being.
But that does not mean that you lose all of that, that moment of expansion, completeness, and uh, all these possibilities. Because what happens is it actually, for that moment, you feel it, you understand it, it is it, it is possible. And it's such a wondrous thing that you don't ever really want to let that go. So you hold on to mm, like a micro something, yes, of that within your being. So if you imagine, the more times you allow your spirit to go to Ventura and come back to you, the more microparticles will build up. This, everything that we are talking about, it seems, uh, we understand, it seems that it's fantasy. We understand that, that this is, that we are just talking about uh, making it up, making up some fantasy. But I can tell you that for myself, I have experienced this Ventura experience many, many times. And this experience, allowing your spirit to go to Ventura and allowing the spirit to be itself there and to come back to you, not only brings this um, idea or brings this feeling of completeness and expansion and possibilities, but it also brings back knowledge. Because when the spirit is on Ventura, in this off-world place of Ventura, and we will discuss more of what Ventura is in uh, one moment, but when it goes there, remember, in the perhaps you do not remember, but in the guided meditation we said that it, everything is there. Everything is there. There are many different spirits there of uh, from not just this world but other worlds um, different kinds of spirits plant um, animal whatever they are there and there is an absorption that occurs with your spirit it is allowed to be itself what is a spirit a spirit if you like is part of uh, the whole but we take a little bit of that to put within ourselves, if you like. But then we are returning it back. But it still has its own mm, uh, separateness. But it is allowing the spirit to, to be it, which is to be itself, which is to be part of the whole, which is to be expanded. It is allowing that process to occur, even though it's remaining as your spirit, if you like, your com your complete uh, small part of the whole. It's allowing that to happen. So now we will talk of what happens for the human before we talk of what happens on Ventura and what that place is. The reason that the human would allow this process to happen is, as we said, to allow that moment of uh, possibilities, uh, expansion, etc. But there's more to it than that, of course. By allowing your spirit to, to go to Ventura, to depart from you, to go to Ventura, is, if you like... We'll say this, but we want you not to be alarmed. 
it's like allowing a little death. Right? That Because if the spirit is not in you and you are enlivened by the spirit, if the spirit is gone, what are you? So it allows a little death. This does not mean that the cells die and that it is damaging your organs and all of this. But what it does mean is that that experience of being away from the physical world, not being a part of it, not being burdened by it, not being energized by all of that frenetic energy. It allows you completely more than meditation, more uh, different to a journey, more than that, because in all of those situations there is still the understanding that the spirit is within you. It's still enlivening you. But in this situation, the spirit is gone. So it is allowing a little death. And that little death, in its separation, allowing you to separate from whatever is going on in the world around you, in a way, allows you more knowledge. It allows you more references. It allows you a broadness. Because when you come back into that, and things have been going on whilst you've been gone, and you might be gone for five minutes, that might be all it is. Because uh, on Ventura, for example, time is not relevant, if you like. It might be such a short time that you have made this little death. One minute even. But by separating yourself from all of that energy, that frenetic energy, um, the burdens, etc., you have given yourself new life. In that little death, you have given yourself new life. And it is like you die and you are resurrected. Now, we understand that has Christian overtones. But for us, that was not around when this was happening. But it was, we are using that word resurrected because people understand it. <coughs> but that little death allows that complete separation without it being a burden on the community. Because remember we said, when people really separate from community, it actually causes a burden on the community and it makes them nervous, it makes them unsure, it challenges them and often they will ostracize, they will hunt out whatever to get rid of that threat. But in this way, you are posing no threat because you could just have your eyes closed, it's nothing to them. You are separating yourself for that moment to give yourself and your body, actually in that little death, a, uh, an experience of complete separateness. So that you are, if you like, surviving without the group. Surviving without that energy. You are enlivening yourself in that little death. It's a, it's a little bit uh, contradictory, but that's exactly what is happening. You are enlivening yourself with that little death. The other thing that is to remember is that many people, because this is the experience, and this is the experience in many cases when you journey, that you there is the spirit world, 
which is what they say beyond the veil. Uh, it's where the dead people are. Uh, all of this type of thing. So there is the physical world, there is a veil, and then there is the spirit world. Some people look at it as heaven and hell, uh, Shangri-La. There are lots of different terminologies for paradise for beyond the veil. But you are dead. You are no longer a living being. The body starts to decompose. This spirit is not coming back. It has gone. That is not what we are talking about. Ventura is not uh, a paradise or a heaven or anything like that. Even though you have the experience of a little death when um, this, the, your spirit visits off-world to Ventura, you are still breathing. You are still, the mechanics are still working. You've not left. So it's not the same as being dead for the long term, for the eternity. It's not the same thing. And we want to be very clear on that because in journey work, uh, shamans uh, do visit the, if you like, the world, the spirit world of the departed. They do visit that. They also visit this in-between world where the veil is, if you like, of uh, the living spirits. So the living is here, the dead are here, here is the veil. So the living spirits, you all have a living spirit, obviously. Everybody around you has a living spirit. And it's inhabited with you, but it's connected to the veil. You see? It's connected to the veil. It's like it's um electric cord being energized by the universal consciousness, God, um, the cosmos, whatever it is that you look that you that you understand it. So that's what journeying is. This is not journeying. This uh this is an actual separation spirit to Ventura, an off-world place where it can be itself, where it can experience itself. And as we said, it is can be a matter of moments, one minute in this in this world here. It can be. It's a very. It's not a long, a long time because let's face it, the human cannot live for long unless it is without being enlivened with the the spirit. So now we look at Ventura. To be absolutely, perfectly honest with you, Ventura is a mystery to many of us. It's a mystery. Was it placed there by some benevolent being so that some uh, spirit beings could go there to replenish to be themselves, to commune with others, to um, expand their their knowledge, their being. Did it uh, did it just appear because it was a need amongst uh, not just people, humans, but in other um, places? And as that need uh, gained energy, it was it appeared, right? Was it a god? Uh, the mystery of Ventura is deliberate because having a mystery like that 
adds to its specialness. It adds to its strength. It adds to its potency, to its efficacy. So, it is like a contract, if you like, to be offered a visit or place uh, on Ventura, the off-world place of Ventura, is like, um, that's part of it. You don't investigate. You just accept that it's there and what it's there for. And you participate in that way. And when you go there, you want to continue that relationship. So you don't... uh Try to find out why it's there and, and what you, you, because you understand that that is part, that mystery is part of its power, if you like, part of its significance. Ventura is not, is, does not have, um, hierarchies, does not have, um, leaders, does not have, um, rules, regulations, uh, it is a place of perhaps in this, in the human understanding you could call it a utopia. There is nothing to fight about. There is nothing to want more than somebody else. There is nothing to, uh, challenge in a way that makes you feel as if you have to defend. There is, in fact, there is nothing there. In fact, it is as if Ventura doesn't even really exist. It doesn't, it's like it doesn't really even exist. But, when you go, there is a lot of activity. There are a lot of beings there. Now, we could say, oh, it is a beautiful, uh, planet, planet, with trees and mountains and all of this, but that would be a lie, because there's nothing there, there's nothing there but a freedom for the spirit to be itself. Now, when a spirit can be itself, remember we've said that a spirit is just, just, it's not the right word, but just, a, a part of a larger whole. And it comes and inhabits you, enlivens you. But when it is in that environment, it can be completely itself, which is completely expanded. So is Ventura then the universal energy? Is it the universal whole? My experience is no. It's not. It's something separate. Because if the spirit was to go back to the universal whole, then what would happen to the being here? Would it come back exactly as that, or would it come back as with other, incorporating other things? Because once it goes back to the universal whole, it is absorbed. So it's not the universal whole, the cosmos, the the God energy. It's not that. It is a place that is separate. It is different to that. It allows the human, the physical human, to remain 
uh, alive, well, the spirit goes to have this experience of being itself. So this talk is about walking with spirit. And it's so interesting that it's just these four people that are here today. Because this uh, concept that we have just given to you, it's quite a large, difficult concept to understand. And what does it have to do anything with walking with spirit? If you imagine that when the, this idea of Ventura and the spirit comes back into the human, comes back to the human and enli enlivens the human to what were to be able to function. And we said that there is that moment of, the, if you like, the knowledge of everything and then it, it, it goes as the human goes back into that society. So even if you never go to Ventura again, but you just think about this concept that your spirit is conforming to your requirements, to your needs. No, you just think about that. Just think about that. That's quite a big thing to take in. That your spirit is working for you. Working for you. And that means that you are guiding that spirit, if you like, to do what you want it to do. But Ventura says to us that the spirit has an energy of its own that it, and it can uh, expand and um, take in uh, lots of different information and bring it back and, and what have you. So in the shamanic tradition, when we are talking about walking with spirit, it's not imagining that the spirit is beside you or that you are uh, going into the spirit world or the veil world. What we are talking about is exactly, listen to the words, walking with, with spirit. So it's about understanding that your spirit is there to enliven you and to, if you like, do your bidding. That's not walking with spirit. That's walking ahead of spirit and expecting spirit to come up and follow you and do what you say, right, and do what you want. If you are walking with spirit, then you are journeying through this life together. You are journeying through this life as the physical being, knowing that you are enlivened by the spirit, and that actually is the thing that keeps you alive, if you like, but that that spirit has an unboundedness. You are the thing that binds it, but it has an unboundedness. And if you can really get that concept into yourself, then when you are walking with spirit, yes, you have a physical boundary because otherwise you wouldn't be human, right? You would be uh, just energy. Well, you are just energy, but you know what we mean. You wouldn't have this physicality that we have here. So if you can imagine, if you can go through your life really understanding that 
you are the physical being. The spirit that enlivens you is the unbounded being. Now lots of people say, yes, I already know that. And yet, and yet, you're following a particular path and your spirit comes with you. It does what you want. It supports you. That's what it does. Now, people say, oh, I listen to my spirit. It tells me to turn right when I want to turn left, so I turn right and whatever. Yes, that's one one uh, possibility, but that's not what we're talking about. We are talking about understanding that the spirit is within you and without you. Within you and without you. And that everything that you do in your life, if you can walk with spirit, is not about the physical world. It's not about the spiritual world. Completely. It is a, a coming together of great minds, if you like. A coming together of like minds that are here together by choice, by choice, to follow a path, go through life, journey, um, experience as much as they can experience whatever it is that you understand your life to be about. And that is together they're doing that. Not one leading and one following, and that could be either way, but absolutely together. So if you look at yourself, it's like, and remember we spoke about the vibration when we were talking about sound and you are vibrating. There is part of that, but it's, it's, not, um, it's not what we're talking about. But there is a vibration about you, right? Now that vibration, if, the, if, the, if you are walking with spirit, is balanced. It's um, equal. It has uh, a strength about it. And in that way, you can be separate. You can be slightly different from your group. And you won't be a threat. People are only a threat to the group when they are being extremely human. Extremely human. Not when they are... Uh, or if they are being extremely spiritual then they are a threat. But when they're being extremely spiritual, people, they don't like it, they see them as a threat, but they also see a majesty, a wonderment about that. When people are being particularly human, and by that we mean really physical, in the physical world, in the material world, in the, you know, that there's sort of a hardness of that, then people don't like that. That's when they're a threat. But you can be separate, if you like, have your own thoughts, have your own ways of doing things and not be a threat if you are really walking with spirit. Now, of course, we are talking about walking with your spirit. That's really what we're talking about. Because you can walk with spirit. You can walk in the forest and you can see the spirits of the trees and you can become uh, aligned with them. It's uh, also a version of walking with spirit. But what we are really talking about is walking with your spirit and really allowing that spirit to have its unboundedness 
knowing that you are the bound. You are you are bounded. Allowing that to to flourish, allowing that energy to experience, allowing that spirit to be itself, to be the the nature of that spirit, and then you are being very human, if you like, in your boundedness. But together, you have this uh, magic. You have a magic. That's what Ventura gives. Because when you are in your bounded space, in your societies, your nations, etc., it's very difficult to to allow your spirit to be unbounded. If you allow your spirit to Ventura, and you allow the little death, and then you come back for that moment of reintegration, you experience the unboundedness of the spirit. It experiences the boundedness of the human. And at that moment, you are the world. At that moment, you are the world. If you can work on that aspect of yourself, as you go through life, you can create that experience uh, more frequently. And consciously, because consciously you are letting the spirit go, and then you are it, it. The spirit knows to come back, right? Because it knows its job; it comes back. But you are releasing it; it comes back. If you can come together in an understanding of that and a real feeling of equality, then that process will happen all the time. Without you allowing it to happen and without it knowing it has to come back, it just becomes this process of uh, expansion and bound, expansion and bound, expansion and bound. And it happens, it will happen uh, unconsciously. It will, it will start to happen if you can bring this into your life. What does that give you? What does that give you? For your own personal development. Because remember, what we are talking about is not uh, an outward healing for others. It's really about your own personal development. It teaches you it many, many things about yourself. How far you can go. Can you go any further? It, and in that we don't mean in actions, we mean in understanding, we mean in compassion, in love, in hate, in uh, anger, all of these things. It really, it really develops an understanding of who you, you are, not in reference to your society, to your family, but who you are. What is the capacity, the capabilities of you? And that's what we mean by walking with spirit. Really bringing those, allowing the spirit to be itself. And knowing that it's going to, that it, it's coming back to you, what have you. Allowing that process to occur. And then every time it happens, more, more information, more knowledge, more understanding, more experiences coming in, coming in. Without you necessarily having to have those experiences. When you look at people, these sages that are very um, 
not common, but are commonly understood in Vedic um, religion or in Hinduism. And they go off into the, the wilderness and they, they meditate and, and what have you. And they stay there for years and years. Sometimes people bring them food, sometimes not. But they stay there for years and years. This is exactly what they're doing. This is exactly what they're doing. So when they come back, they have had all of these experiences, but they haven't had all of these experiences. They haven't physically done them. But they have gathered and garnered the knowledge of this of, of their spirit. They've allowed it to go and come back. And this brings them a certain completeness, a certain knowing and a certain understanding, not just of themselves, but of the wider, the wider humanity. So that's uh, what we are talking about when we talk about walking with spirit. We hope that you have enjoyed that uh, that talk, and uh, we thank you all so very much for listening. Thank you. Well, of course, we would suggest to begin with that uh, you're not walking. Because remember, it's the little death. So you need to be somewhere safe. You couldn't do it while you were driving or while you were walking because uh, it's the little death. So the spirit is not enlivening you. So you would need to make sure that you were somewhere safe that and quiet where you were not going to be interrupted but it's a conscious a conscious you're sending sending it away to begin with until you come to an arrangement an understanding and then it can be as you are walking as you are doing this and that because your body is used to that little death it's not something that is new to it. But that takes a long time. So my meditation teacher told me years ago that each time you transcend and meditate, it's, it's um, practicing dying. Because you give up the physical world, you shut down, and you actually lose all sense of your being. 
No, because in that transcendental meditation, remember that we said the physical world, the veil, and then the the world of the dead, if you like. Transcendent, transcendental meditation takes you to the veil. That's where it takes you. No further. Whereas this doesn't take you to the land of death, it takes that land of doesn't take you to the land of death, it takes you to mature. Yes, you are not. Yes, it's not death. It's not. It's not heaven. It's not hell, paradise, uh, Shangri-La. It's none of those places. Yeah, we still can't hear you, Brad. No, not all. Can can hear? Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you can you hear that? Yeah, I don't understand. Okay, so just while we're in that space of living the vile land of the death, mystery land of Ventura, or no land, just something Ventura, <laughs> what other worlds are there that's worth, worth talking about right now? Nothing right now. Nothing that's, right now. That's, that's more than enough. <laughs> Uh, because it becomes confusing and it becomes people, they, they they mix them and they think that this is what was said and that was what was said and so you can't really bring, and it's not anything to do with what we are talking about. You understand? It's nothing to do with this. Right, Okay. <laughs> Sometimes we have to be very strict with uh, Hino Rayan because he always wants to have more, to go over here. And we have to say, no, we are just staying right here. So going to Ventura is not like astral travelling? No. Okay. No. Although, you see, this is the interesting thing because... There, uh, it depends on your understanding or interpretation of astral traveling. You see, some people, they might, uh, believe that through astral traveling they could get to Ventura, right? Yes. So, but, in, we would say no. Astral traveling is more of a conscious, uh, effort, if you like, to, go to places to experience um, different things, different cultures, different um, experiences. However, even though it's an imagining of the spirit to do that, the person also imagines a physical experience. Do you understand? Yes. It's as if their spirit is giving them a physical experience, even though they might, they're not there the physical is not there. Venture is not the same thing. It is the spirit being or having the capability to experience itself in all of its fullness and wonder, if you like. Okay, thank you. Diana, you're always good for a question. Well... Instead of a question, maybe 
my mic's off. Can you hear me? Yep, yep. Um, always you take me someplace I don't even imagine we'd go there. Is this was not what I thought this topic would be about, and it's even more exciting. And I do want to state that after our meditation, it wasn't until about 10 minutes ago that I came off that meditation. <laughs> so lovely, lovely, lovely. Yes, that's, uh, it's a very beautiful space to be in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you would have to watch that for yourself, Diana. If you did this more frequently, because you might find that you like it very much there. I do. (laughs) And so we would say to you to set up uh, something that brings you back. You understand? Yes, like an egg timer. Yes, something like that. That's a bit, (laughs) that's a, a, a shock, but something that's perhaps not so shocking. You understand? Okay. Uh, yes. But um, because you don't want to lose, you see, if something like that that's quite shocking, the spirit will come back like the flash, but it will be in shock. And so you will lose that moment of completeness. You, you understand? Oh, so okay. yes. you want that moment of completeness because that's what expands the possibilities for the human to allow the spirit to have its... Um, infinite possibilities. Otherwise, the human continues to remain in the, um, the bounded, uh, conforming world. You see? Yes. So, just something that's uh, gentle and you may just, all you need to say is, when this music comes on, it could be very soft, gentle music, that means I come back. Right? So, you are setting yourself up for that event. But it's not going to shock, be a shock. It's what we are trying to I will, say. I will do that. So, everyone, that's our time. Um, is there anything else before we go? Does anyone want to ask uh, anything of Mother Sharia while she's here? Can be about anything. <laughs> Hmm. Too much to think about. Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm always the same. So, okay, guys, thank you very much. Thank you for sharing. Okay, thank, thank you. Thank you for you. contributing. Yeah, and I think this actually on that point, the mothers and Mother Sharia will, will tell me and Caroline and or someone or suggest that it's possibly one thing you could consider doing. And often it takes me anywhere between six months and four years to get to it. Because it goes in, it goes in and it sort of goes deep down and and percolates. And it's in your awareness when you work and walk and, and play. And then all of a sudden when the moment's right, it comes out and you've done it. But it can take years for uh, for it to happen, and um, so. And yeah, I, I had that before, where it was like the seeds just been planted, to say, 
it's just going to grow into something quite special. Like it's, you can see that the, the once you get once you get a grasp on that, it's um exciting. And so, you know, really with this with this material, um, you know, you have the ability to have some profound experiences yourself. But as as those as as Chris just said, those seeds start to grow. You know, you have the ability to uh, lead and mentor in your own community, whether it's a you know you're you're retailing and it's a quick interaction with with a client, or you're running a, a any type of circle, um, or even dealing with animals, you know, you, you can bring that knowledge to to your environment. So yeah, don't be in a rush and, and just in, enjoy the experience. So um, much gratitude, thank you. It's a pleasure. It's, it's it's great, great fun. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, See you soon. You too. Bye-bye. Have a good day, everyone. Bye-bye. Blessings to you, our friends. We are the Ancestral Medicine Women, healing from the past for the present and the future.